0: Of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would, just before we begin, please turn to the first page, at the front of your bulletin, so that you can see the icon of our gospel reading. Today I'll get to that in just a little bit. Here in the second Sunday of Lent, we're given the gospel reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 15. It's a story of a Canaanite woman, a Gentile woman, who approaches Christ desperate for her daughter because her daughter is demon-possessed. See, Jesus was on His way to the Sea of Galilee region, and He kind of went through a little bit of Cana to get there. So this woman comes to Him. But before we go any further, let's please remember the relationship that the Hebrews had with the Canaanites. If you were a Jew, if you were a Hebrew at that time, you looked at the Gentiles, and particularly those living in the land of Canaan, you looked at them as worse than second-class citizens. The Hebrews looked at them as, as less than human, and they treated them less than human. Despite what we want to think about that, that was the way it was during this time. So keep that in mind when we take a look at this gospel reading, because this Canaanite woman, again, in desperation for her daughter's well-being, she comes and presents herself to Jesus Christ. Let's be reminded of that encounter that she has. She comes to Jesus and she says, have mercy, son of David, for my daughter is demon possessed. But Jesus answered her not a word. Now, Jesus' disciples, they leapt right into the conversation saying, Lord, send her away. They knew this was a Canaanite woman. Lord, send her away. Cast her from us and let's get on with our business. And Jesus responds to their request by saying, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. And then she went further. She came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Jesus responds to her. It is not good to take the children's bread and feed them to the little dogs. She responds, Yes, Lord. But even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus turns to her and says, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed in that very hour. Now, if if you were really listening to that very real conversation that we're given in the Gospel of St. Matthew, then you're going to be very tempted, and rightly so based on what you heard, you're going to be tempted to say, I have never heard the King of kings and Lord of lords, the God of love, treat someone so incredibly rude. This woman in desperation for her daughter comes to Him. And what does He do? He ignores her first. Doesn't even pay attention to her as if she doesn't exist. The disciples say, cast her away. He not only ignores her, He said, I didn't come for your people. I came for Israel. And then one step further, when she again pleads for help, He says, it's not right that I should feed the bread that I came to give Israel to the Canaanites. To the little dogs. He even uses the expression little dogs. An expression that would seem to state for certain how the Hebrews felt about them. I said they felt that they're less than human. He calls them little dogs. So you'd be right in thinking our Lord is being phenomenally rude. That thought would be an understandable thought. But if we look closely at what just transpired. We are going to see that the great physician with precision and wisdom, knowing full well his patient, is drawing her more and more with every either ignoring action or statement that he makes to her. He is drawing her nearer and nearer to a greater desperation so that she is prepared to get the revelation of who he is. For his ultimate desire is not only to reveal himself to this woman, but his ultimate desire is to heal that daughter. There is a late 5th century monastic, Epiphanius. And Epiphanius taught this. He said, the woman besought the Lord on behalf of her daughter, but he did not answer a word. It was not that the Lord was unwilling to heal her, but that he might draw forth from her an even greater faith and humility our Lord Jesus Christ knows each and every one of us his children and he knows precisely how to by grace bring us from where we are to a much more healthy and greater desperation in our lives for the experience of him so that our soul The soil of our soul is prepared to receive that seed. In other words, the God who created us knows how to save us, and we all believe that. This is exactly what transpires. And isn't it interesting that the Lord would perform this very same relational ministry with another Gentile woman? We talked about it in Sunday school a few weeks ago from the Gospel of St. John in chapter 4, the woman at the well And if you recall, the woman at the well in St. John chapter 4, she is a woman who lives and dwells steeped in shame. Because she has had many husbands. She's gone through many husbands. And the man that she currently lives with, she's not married to. And so what would happen in the heat of the day? At the very middle of the day, this woman would go to the well to draw water. She went in the heat of the day because she knew no one else in the village would be there. Because she was so filled with shame, she didn't want to be faced with any of them. But our Lord Jesus Christ meets her there, this woman at the well. And says, please give me water. And that starts a conversation. That when we look at the conversation, our Lord Jesus Christ brings this woman full of shame bit by bit to hunger and thirst greater for Him that He might give her the living water that He talked about. And He draws her to such desperate desire to know Him that He reveals Himself to her such a way at that well that she would go from there filled with a great faith and the entire village through her would come to know Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the one who has come to save. And we now know that woman as Saint Photini, the Samaritan woman at the well. He knew how to draw her to himself. And so we have in this story another Gentile that he does the same. Let's have a look at the progression so that we see what our Lord Jesus Christ is doing. She comes to Him crying out, Have mercy. My daughter is demon-possessed. He ignores her. And then even answers His disciples, I did not come for these people. But what does she do? Does she go away offended? Does she go away hurt? Does she abandon Him? No. She presses in further. And the next thing that we discover with her is an action that's unbelievable. She was just put down by Him. Dismissed and ignored. And what is her response? It says, she worshipped Him. Look at the front of your bulletin at that icon. Because in the Greek, when it says that she worshipped Him, the posture that you see her in. What is she doing? She is prostrate before Christ at His feet. That's what the word worship means in that sense. So not only does she run away because she's offended, she prostrates herself, she presses in further, she goes to his feet, and she says, Lord, help me. And Jesus said it's not good to give the bread, the children's bread, to the little dogs. Now is she offended? Now does she run away? Does she abandon Him? Does she dismiss Him and go away and look for help from some other source? No, she doesn't. Once again, the words of Christ bring about in her another step forward towards Him as she makes the statement that even the little dogs receive the crumbs from the Master's table. Do you see her humility? She's not even saying, call me a child. She said, even the little dogs, me, even the little dogs deserve the crumbs or can get the crumbs from the master's table. You know what she's really saying? She's really saying that even those that are deemed less worthy by others, they're worthy to get the smallest portion of the good that God gives. She is moving more and more towards Him in a desperate plead to receive from him on behalf of her daughter. You see what he's done? Knowing the heart of where this woman is when she first came to him. What is the intent of Christ through things that we would consider? Very rude. He knows and knew how to bring her to himself. And then he hears this beautiful statement of faith unlike he'd heard anywhere else probably until that time. And he responds to it. Listen to the result. Now he turns to the woman. And he says, "A woman, great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you desire. I want you to hear the teaching of St. John Chrysostom on what he said to that woman. That statement you just heard. Let it be to you as you desire because of her great faith. He teaches, do you see how this woman, too, contributed much to the healing of her daughter? For note that Christ did not say, let your daughter be made whole. Rather, he said, great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you desire. These words were not uttered at random, but great was the power of her faith and great for our. God knew how to bring her to herself, to himself, so that she might experience him. Where is the birth of faith in any human being? What is the beginning and the finishing of our faith? The experience of a living Lord Jesus Christ. And she was brought in her soul to the ability to experience and comprehend him. And what was the result of her great faith now that she had it? She became a participator in the very ministry of Jesus Christ over her own daughter. She became a participator. That's why Jesus didn't say, your daughter's soul, go on. He said, let it be to you as you desire. Why? Because I brought you to Myself. And now you see me. And now you know me. And you know what my will is. And my will is the same as yours. Our will is joined together. And therefore the will of God was done by the cooperation of both. Isn't that beautiful? Dear family, this is exactly what our Lord Jesus Christ. Desires to do in every one of us. Because he knows where we are currently. And he knows where we need to be. In our lives, in our souls, in our minds, our hearts, emotions. He knows where He needs to bring us to in order that we might experience Him fully. That we might receive the gift of faith that He offers to us. And I want to encourage you, when you, like this woman, when you pray and you pray and you plead with God over things that are so deep in your heart. And you hear nothing. You have a choice. You can get distracted by the world. And go on about your business. And say well if he's not going to help me. I'm moving on. Or you can do as this woman. And you can allow the silence. Because you can bet this is what it is. You can allow the silence. To well up in you a greater desperation. To press in even further. Towards Jesus Christ. And continue to pray. And continue to bang at the doors, so to speak. With the requests that are so dear to your heart. Because through that process, the grace of God by the Holy Spirit is so active within every one of us. Churning up the soil so that we can receive the the seed of the experience of God in our lives. To the end that we might be granted the same faith. As a gift from God that this Canaanite woman, by the experience of Christ, manifested in her own life. That great faith. To what ends? That we might become participators like her. Participators with our Lord Jesus Christ. That our will might be joined to Him. And that we might be joined to Him to participate in every ministry He intends to do in and through us. That He might say those words to us. Great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you desire. Are these not the words that we hear in the Gospel of St. John in chapter 14 when Jesus taught this? Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me. The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. How can he say such a thing? Look at the Canaanite one. Whatever you ask in my name. When God grants us the gift of the revelation of himself that produces in us such great faith, I say again, we are now joined to him. Our will becomes His will. Therefore, whatever we ask in His name, now postured in who Jesus Christ is, joined to Him, whatever we ask in His name, it will be done. Why? Because our will is His. His will is ours. That my Father may be glorified in the Son, He says. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And all of you parents out there, many of you have talked to me. And I speak to my own heart. Any of you parents who so desperately pray for your children, that have gone off the beaten path of righteousness, that have gotten themselves into something that they should not, and you have been praying for them and praying for them and praying for them, don't let the silence bother you. You keep pressing in further in desperation with the plea of love that you have for your children. Because God's wanting to do two things. Make no mistake, he is wanting to draw your children back to himself. But also make no mistake, he wants to draw you near to himself. That he might give you the gift of himself. And you might receive great faith. In the name of the Father and of the Son, Holy Spirit.